0: It's Tuesday at 8pm, and you're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102fm. You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102fm. Good evening and you're very welcome to tonight's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and tonight's programme is focusing on shopping local and supporting your local food and drink producers. We're going to start off with a visit to Sona's Health Food Shop in the heart of Newcastle West to meet owner Rosemary Bennis to find out about the wide selection of food and drink products that are made here in the heart of West Limerick. Then we're going to zoom off to County Offaly to chat to Anne-Marie Ferry about Ferry's Farm award-winning beetroot juice, and that's an Irish beetroot juice. And finally, towards the end of the show, we'll check in with the Delicious Kingdom's Colette O'Connor to hear about Colette's favourite food and drink producers in North Kerry. But before we hear from tonight's guests, let me tell you how to get in touch with me here at the best possible taste. You can make contact by emailing me s.noonan at live.ie or you can tweet me at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation and I'm on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. So my monthly visit to Sawness in the Square in Newcastle West took place last Friday and I was interested to hear about the wide range of products from West Limerick that owner Rosemary Bennis Stocks. Irish food and drink producers need our support more than ever now and to be honest, there's such a great range that it is a very easy ask. Let's have a listen.
1: Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm.
0: shopping local has never been more important than it is now and we're very lucky here in Newcastle West that you have an array of products from West Limerick.
2: I do. Yes, and it's great and and surprising, you know, a surprising range really, uh, you know that we that we have available. Yeah, all sorts.
0: And new ones popping up all the time, but yes. we'll we'll start with some of the the better known ones, so Carney's Bakery. Yeah, Carney's Bakery,
2: Ballyhahill well-known brand, great bakers and like they've a county-wide I say county, but certainly West County um, Supply. And lately we've started listing their um, gluten-free brown bread and their gluten-free scones. So they're both the same base. They use their gluten-free oats. And really delicious. It holds great. It's, if there's just one gluten-free person in the house, it's an ideal purchase because your, your loaf of bread will keep for the week. Really lovely. It's that, that lovely, nutty, crumbly soda bread, homemade feel. Great product. So we serve that, we sell that and we serve that here with soup when we have soup and um, yeah lots of people really like it and the scones are great they're they're a great lunchbox item actually
0: fantastic <laughs> mm. and it's great to see that Siobhan and Maura who are sisters who, who run the bakery that they're innovating and they're responding to the demands mm. of the market
2: yeah completely completely they are yeah they have they've tried lots of things over the years and um, you know have kept some have moved on with others so yeah this is a great and they're very pleased with this range this line because there are you know there are high incidence of celiac disease and not just celiac disease but actually wheat intolerance where people feel uncomfortable and they so the, the, the oats suit really well. And actually the oats, apart from any Dietary issue. The oats are a lovely slow release, sustaining energy. They're a much slower burn, shall we say, for energy, rather than obviously like white bread toast, you know, or whatever, or even. But so very nice. They they and they really are. If you, especially if you, you know, if you're a lorry driver, or if you're a van driver, those scones they are shaped like a little muffin, so they really hold well, and they're 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 gorgeous and very sustaining. So they're a great item for anyone.
0: And let's stay with gluten free oats then, because Caroline Rigney who is well known for her pork products she does a fabulous gluten free granola she does and it's really
2: lovely product actually yeah not every, as you say Regneys are known for their free range pork which we stock also the pork products but um, the gluten free um, well the granola I actually would just call it it's a luxury granola it's really nice it's got a 40% um, content of nuts and seeds which is very high so if you get into the nitty gritties of it sometimes you'll find um, a granola is very high in the, the base, but hasn't got a lot of the, the the tasty, nice bits, you know. So she does the opposite, 40% is a very high ratio of nuts and seeds in it. Um, and it's lovely. And she uses certified gluten-free oats, which is the only one that I know of, certainly the only one, well, it's not the only one in Ireland, but the, it's the only one that we stock at the minute. Um, and it's lovely. So it's a great, again, do you know, if there's someone coming to visit or if there's someone at home and you just kind of want to cover for everyone and have a really tasty granola, that's not too sweet. Really nice. No added sugar
0: in it? No. Because a lot of the commercial, larger companies that do granolas and mueslies, they're full of sugar.
2: They are, and they, they're they're kind of saccharine sweet. They're too much, but yet they have the perception that they're healthy. It's a funny one, granola, actually. Yeah, it is. It can really shoot up the sugar levels if you don't watch it. Um, so, yeah, no, this isn't. It's lovely. It's lovely as a topping as well, just, you know, with a bit of fruit salad or yoghurt or put it into a crumble or something. Yeah,
0: really nice. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. I do really enjoy that granola myself, And I like you say, it's not granola isn't everybody's cup of tea. So if they've tried it in the past and discounted it, this is definitely one to look at. Yeah, it is. It's lovely. Yeah. OK. And then whenever it comes to putting milk with something like that... Bally Goat's Cheese there does lovely Goat's Cheese just out the road from Newcastle West in Monagay Goat's Cheese and Goat Burgers I think they're moving into that as well and then just this week literally Goat's Milk Fresh on the shelf today just stocking
2: it today Bally Milk Absolutely beautiful product and it's non homogenized, which is interesting. So the difference it is pasteurized, but homogenization is standard milk production now is pasteurized and homogenized. And homogenized means that it keeps the same texture throughout the, the, the whole the whole of the milk. When it's non homogenized it means you'll see your cream at the top, which I think is a lovely thing. Now, it's not everyone, not everyone you know, it's not a huge lot of cream, but you'll notice the texture is, um, is just a little, bit rich, a little bit creamier and a nicer texture. And from my point of view, I would say <clears throat> it's one less step of processing. Because when you homogenise it, I I'm, I need to remember exactly what it does now, but I think it is another heat treatment. And, you know, you're denaturing food every time you process it. So it's pasteurised to make sure that there's no disease-containing bacteria, um, but it's a very pure product. And it's like, I've seen those goats. <laughs> They're only out the road, out past the rugby club. They're just a mile outside the town. Fantastic, like gorgeous animals and hardy and um, they put their products to great use so we do their three cheeses as well so the original cream cheese and then the flavor, the two flavoured ones chilli and garlic and then thyme and honey <coughs> and um, all delicious yeah fab and a great option for pizza I always recommend them that way just put a dot, dot a blob atop, on, on top of pizza and it's fab it'll, it'll cover you for your mozzarella or you know it's a really nice creamy version yeah lovely mm. and
0: goat's milk will be of interest maybe to some parents who have babies that might be a bit dairy intolerant or if they're if they have eczema because I know my daughter would have had eczema and the doctor would have been saying whenever it got to the stage where she was going on to to normal milk that to maybe try and avoid it and to go down the goat's milk route. Yeah it's um it's interesting the kind of the the the,
2: a lot of it is to do with the nature of the goat itself. Its, its size is similar to our obviously a goat is smaller than a human, but relative to a cow, and um, they're much more. Their physiology is much more akin to us, and they don't have the four stomachs, you know, the, of the cow. So they are of a, as a breed. If you look at it kind of in a very like macro view, bigger view, the goat it has more shares more. With humans, really, so size-wise sheep as well. Um, their milk then contains proteins and fats that are a smaller size. It's not that they're, um, you know, they, it is still a dairy product, but it has a kind of a niche that it occupies that is unique. Um, it is just a little gentler and easier to digest. Mm-hmm. So if you have anyone, adult or child, who finds dairy milk hard to break down. Um, they should get on better with goat's milk, and you can be rest assured that you have a very very similar um fat and protein content i mean there is there there are differences, but it balances out and taste wise it's great. I think people have a perception that goat's products smell, and that's not true at all really I think in some processing of certain cheeses are more mature and therefore you get a stronger kick but certainly not in the cream cheeses or the milk you wouldn't know in fact if you put it into a jug or a neutral carton <laughs> you wouldn't really know the difference and it's a it's a lovely product yeah
0: yeah I look forward to trying that now um, try it in your coffee yeah later. <laughs> yeah that'd be lovely yeah I'd love to do that um, another product that you have here that I would be very familiar with is the product range from Addy Flynn Estate which is just outside of Dair they have a fabulous walled garden there and acres and acres of orchards growing their own apples yeah
2: that's right and then their range of preserves from their their stone fruits and and fruit bushes their blackberries and gooseberries all that. Yeah, so yeah, it's a gorgeous and we find the apple juice is a real classic product. We we stock the cloudy one. It's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful drink and they do a sparkling version and the regular sparkling's nice for festivities and a little bit of pop. And um then we also do and a great product is their cider vinegar. So they're great. They're using what they have and then just fermenting the apple and with 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 kind of what was called the mother, which is basically your um starter bacteria. Um so great products. So people who might be familiar with different brands, they could try a limerick version, which is great. So that goes really well. And that's a really nice one for cooking. And then you can take it as a medicinal aid for all sorts of kind of inflammatory and acidic situations in the body. So a little splash in your water or if you're sporty it's really good for helping you know, uh, replace lost minerals. So you know it's nice. It's a great it's a great product to have in the shelf really and obviously for salad dressings or marinating it's great.
0: And the juice I have to say is very popular in our house. I have a young fella he's mad for apple juice and he just really loves the the ant- Yeah, the it's analogous. a
2: lovely one. It's a beautiful flavour. Yeah, great, really good. And then we have their
0: jams, um
2: and, and they probably have a chutney I think as well. So we'll have a bit more of those for the
0: Christmas season fantastic and you're talking there about salads and using the apple cider vinegar to create a salad dressing and whenever the seasons are spring summer you would have lots of lovely fresh salad leaves from jay farm which is we just do. outside newcastle west
2: we do yeah jean McCormick who runs that she does a great job and we have um yeah a mixed salad bag um kale when it's available um sometimes manche two peas tomatoes um, the cherry tomatoes are lovely yeah they're yeah. fab um and spinach So yeah, she does a great job and they're just wonderful. They're a great value. They really do the packages whole and it's once you try them, it's very hard to go back to shop-bought bags of salad. Yeah, really good.
0: I have a friend who was buying it and she'd said to me, like she'd had her salad one day and she said, you know, I used to think that lettuce didn't taste of anything that there was no flavor to lettuce but of course there is fabulous flavor to the the lettuce and the leaves that come from jay farm yeah
2: there is there is yeah
0: and they're very mineral
2: rich you know when they're properly grown they really are they're great yeah yeah beautiful
0: you're known for your salads here, That people like ready-made salads. You're, you do a fabulous lentil salad that I'm very fond of and other salads there from Ali in Gourmet Green. In, yeah, we're very in lucky.
2: LBV. We have great suppliers. Ali Ray has been, well, I kind of, Forced her into it, persuaded her into it at the start because she was she was um, she has a background from markets, farmers markets and cooking herself and soups and then moved into salads, developed her own commercial kitchen and now has her own cafe restaurant in Abbey Field, just past the church on the right hand side, um, Gourmet Greens, a lovely spot. And so she also supplies clients like me. Um, with tubs of ready-made salad. So we have the classic coleslaw potato salad, noodle salad, um, broccoli slaw, and lentil salad. There's loads. And she's, you know, she's innovative as well. So we have our classics that we'd have every day and then there's in, new ones come in as well. Couscous and roasted vegetables, that sort of thing. And Ali's great when she has supply of local um, veg, she'll use it. So she would have, say, Helga, who's a long-time organic supplier there, and a few others that Ali would you know, network with. She'll use their beetroot, their kinda like the the, the solid Irish vegetables, your cabbage, beetroot, um carrots, that sort of thing. And she uses them as much as she can. So yeah, so we're very lucky, and we also have Kira then in Limerick, Kira Brennan, who runs Happy Food at Home, and uh, she's a big part of Neighbour Food in Limerick now, um, the Milk Market as well when that's running, um, and she produces she does salads as well, but also ready-made savouries, all all vegetarian, vegan. So we do her samosas, we do lasagna different hot dishes and served by the portion. So Kira's a great cook as well.
0: And do you find that market has grown a lot, the plant-based vegan market um, has grown a lot over the past couple of years?
2: Yeah, I think it's mixed in my demographic coming into me. But yeah, it has. It pro- it has. And I think for lunch, people like to, you know, they might have their meat or their meat or fish, their dinner or, you know, their weekend or whatever, their roast, whatever. And then it's nice for lunch to have a really, you know, a wholesome, filling, nutritious meal that actually is veggie as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you know that might include eggs as well. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it, it fits. It fits a market, all right. Yeah, a need.
0: Super. And then finally, Teresa's story. We couldn't talk about West Limerick producers without mentioning Teresa, the the Green Aproness. Yes. And uh, she has her cookbook there. And we were talking about apples earlier. I absolutely adore her crab apple yeah. jelly. It's yeah. fabulous. Her crab apple jelly and I think her
2: raspberry jam are her winners. They're, yeah, she, does, she has a great touch. Just, yeah, she has a great touch. Um, she has a huge range of... Um, Preserves, jams, chutneys, and they alter according to what's there, what she's doing, what's you know, what's going on. So yeah, she's great and we get these uh, those distinctive jars with the little edges on them. Um she yeah her 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 products go great and she again like that she does an Irish whiskey marmalade which is lovely, um and she does we we, we get extra little varieties of things now for Christmas as well so yeah C- Teresa does a she's she's a great
0: preserver she is the mm. preserve queen definitely. yeah yeah and then one more product that we nearly forgot to mention and it's for me now it's one of the newest products available from a West Limerick producer and it's Moran's. That's right, yes.
2: A niche product that a lot of people love but don't know how to make or make you know really well uh, so yeah Trina from the Irish Meringue Company so you can she's a very all her stuff's on Instagram she puts up her visual menu it is a stunning range of products she has so she has her basic meringue she dresses them up in different ways little kisses which are cute they're small little sandwich um, that are just a handy little pick up with a cup of tea or coffee and then she has um, a bigger bigger ones in like you know she does different gift box sizes and they're decorated beautifully um, just a gorgeous product she's a wonderful woman from Rock Chapel living in Newcastle West took this on as a business during COVID lockdown and is just going from strength to strength so we were thrilled to launch them here last Saturday they flew out they're a gorgeous treat they really are a treat because they're unless you're a patisserie maker, baker proficient yourself, you won't make them as nice and they're just, go- they have that crunch and chewiness, they're gorgeous so we we'll, we serve them here now at the weekends, serve, you can buy one, just try one with your cuppa or take a box home or drop drop a box off to someone you're thinking of.
0: So people should definitely keep an eye out for those because I'd say they don't last long. They
2: don't last long, they flew they flew out, yeah but the, the great thing is Trina's a great woman to make them so there'll be constant replenishing of stock. yeah, yeah The pack. Irish meringue company
0: Another fabulous thing to try. Yes,
2: yeah. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're a real treat. Yeah.
0: Well, listen, so much in the area. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All fantastic producers making fantastic products, so let's try and, and support them, is what I would say to people listening. Whenever we have so much there, it's great for the environment as well because it's reducing the air miles in terms of products being delivered from further afield. And, you know, the more we support them, the better it is for them in terms of them going because, unfortunately, the times that we are in we have seen some food producers suffer and maybe decide this is it i'm finished now i'm going to shut up shop it's not worth it anymore and the last thing you want to see is your favorite product from the area not being available anymore so best to support it thanks so much to you for being such a great stockist of all these products making it easy for us to get them and and for supporting them and Of course, West Limerick, and Limerick isn't the only region that you're good to support. Tipperary is another one, and we're going to look at the products from Tipperary next month. Yeah, there's plenty out there, so yeah, we'll focus on that next time. Fantastic, but I look forward to that.
1: Great, my pleasure.
0: You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102FM. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break I was in Saunas in Newcastle West where owner Rosemary Bennis highlighted the great selection of food and drinks that are made here on our doorstep in West Limerick. If you're just tuning in now you might want to catch The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am and the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as as well as iTunes and the podcast app. Still to come tonight, The Delicious Kingdom's Colette O'Connor will share details about her favourite food and drink producers in North Kerry. Next, though, we're going to County Offaly to chat to Anne-Marie Fehery. When I was in Saunas, I saw an Irish beetroot juice, which featured on ear to the ground earlier this year. And it also came to my attention again during this year's Blas Awards. Before we came on air, I put a Zoom call into Anne-Marie to find out more. Bon appétit.
1: Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mm.
0: Amory, you're very welcome to the programme this evening. And you are an award-winning producer of Beetriot juice, is that right?
3: Correct. Um thanks, Sharon, for having me on the on the show. Um yes, I'm delighted to say that um my juice won a Great Taste Award, which is a stamp of excellence. Um it's run by the UK Guild of Fine Food. So my juice won um, a star in this year's award, which was extremely exciting. And it was followed up quickly by the Blaston Heron Awards, where it won a silver award this year. So the last two weeks have been action packed, to say the least, and very exciting for the for the whole business and very motivating.
0: And the business is very young. You're only going up and running maybe like a year or two.
3: So it's just over a year and a half now. So um, I started the business in March of 2019 and the concept for the business was the summer previous to that. So um, we'll say summer of 2018. So it's really two years in the making um, and it's all story of the juice, the business itself. It's all moved very fast. Um, So it's been an exciting past two years to say the least.
0: Now, although the business of making beetroot juice is very young, the farm itself is there a long time and your family has been farming for several years.
3: Correct. Um, my dad started farming back in 1957 and the farm was or is uh, a tillage farm, but in the last um, 20, 25 years, my dad Got involved in growing vegetables, so it's a tillage and vegetable farmer um, or farm in County Offaly, um, in near to and um, so the heart of Ireland. And my dad is joined on the farm with my two brothers, so um, it's a busy farm and plenty of experience of grown grown good crops for for many years. So I'm very lucky in the fact that the beetroot for my juice um, is grown at home and it's a real family affair. It brings it, you know, it it makes it all the more interesting for me starting up the new business because the roots of it are based at home on the farm.
0: And tell me, why did you decide to start making beetroot juice? Because it isn't the sort of drink that you would have, that people would have at the moment every day. I'm sure that's going to change now with the availability of an Irish beetroot juice. But it is quite an unusual product. It's a different product, let's say. Yes,
3: so I am correct to say that i um, I would definitely credit my dad for the whole story around starting this business. Um, dad has a real passion for for food, for growing crops, but also the health benefits that around food. And just listening to him, he's always researching different um, articles. He's always reading up on the health benefits and the wellness from foods and how they impact um, your whole being. And he had come across various articles and, um, you know he had been reading that was around two years ago and he was continuously referencing the, the benefits of beetroot juice and um, of course I'd always get the job of going to the health food shops to pick him up his his items he'd, he'd list and this was new to the new to the list so I just thought it was a matter of course I'll go out there I'll pick up as you would automatically Was I would automatically do at least pick up your your Irish brand and very surprising I couldn't find one, so I resorted to bringing home a German bottle, and of course that would that would interest you as the fact that oh this is strange how come there's not an Irish um, available brand to buy. So I tasted that particular day and thought, God, that's new to me. It's actually, if it's it's really good for you, and it tastes good. Um, So. It led me on to calling um, Chagosk, the research centre in Moore Park in Cork, and I spoke then the following Monday. So it was two days later to Eddie O'Neill, the artisan food specialist there, and asked him could I meet him the following week, which uh, which I did. And it all rolled from there. Um, I was correct; there was there was a definitely there was a gap in the market, and um, I was in a prime position to fill it because. Being vegetable growers at home with um, a couple of um, vegetable markets every week, and always growing numerous array of vegetables, um, beetroot being one of them, I'll bet on a on a smaller scale. Um, but that could be fixed straight away. Um, it seemed a prime opportunity to to look into this, develop the product, uh, which I did, and um, it was ready up and running within nine months. So it was all fast paced and. Um, Very exciting. A learning curve, to say the least.
0: That is amazing that it only took nine months. Like, that's a very short turnaround time from concept to being on the shelves.
3: um, Well, actually, the fact that it turned around so fast, I had to move fast enough because when the idea came about, it was actually quite late in the summer to think of sowing the crop. And, you know, when it was being discussed at home, I thought, well you know, there's not enough beetroot grown at this point if I was going to, you know, press a sizable amount of juice. So they, the that dad and my brothers sold that, you know, quantity extra to see if this was going somewhere that there would be, the, the, the beetroot would be there to use. And um, so when the harvesting, you know, when it came around to harvesting, it was in November. And at that point, I needed to be ready with my branding, my labels, how I was going to, to produce um, my juice and all that goes with this, your nutritional analysis and all of that, the bottling, the pressing process, and who was going to, you know, who was going to to bottle it for me and press it. So, um, the fact that it came about in nine months um, really was, um, it needed to be, it needed to work out like that. And it did. So I was lucky in that respect.
0: And you've had some great coverage from the press because you were on. You've been on a few TV programs as well, which must have been really good for raising awareness about the availability of the product.
3: Great, uh, yes. Ear to the ground. Ella McSweeney came out and um, videoed the the farm, the harvesting, and the pressing, bottling, and contrast of this farm in County Tipperary, and she covered the story and the background of the story, and it really was instrumental in. raising awareness first of all i suppose that it's out there and that there is an irish brand available but also the fact it it raised awareness around the, the idea of drinking beetroot juice itself and as to why you would drink it so i mean i'm the first to put my hand up and say two years ago if somebody asked me why would you drink beetroot juice i would i wouldn't have been able bar the fact that i knew it was a healthy vegetable but um what i've come to realize um in, in the past couple of years that it has a whole host of health benefits that people are probably unawares of. So, um, you know, the fact that I developed the product was, um, research had linked beetroot juice to reducing um, high blood pressure naturally. So that was one of the, the added benefits of drinking it and why a lot of people would choose to pick it up in a, in a shop or, you know, add it to their lifestyle. Outside of that, you know, the fact that very good for your immunity, vitamin C and antioxidants. It's a good um, energy booster. It's a source of folic acid, a source of protein, a source of potassium. It's endless. I could go on and on. Um, It's full of iron. So really, I think by showcasing the the story and having it aired on primetime TV and RT1, um, it got the message out there and opened it up to, I suppose, a new audience would choose now to think, oh, I must you know consider drinking beetroot juice. Why not? Over, you know, your your average juice on the shelf. This is a superfood in a bottle, and it's Irish made, um, which I think accounts for a lot now more than ever. Say,
0: and the program then showed that the the beetroots are combined with apples, and it's contrasts in county tipperary that does the the pressing and bottling for you
3: correct so contrast um is well established in business for many years now and has a lot of expertise in pressing juice and he presses his own apple for his own apple juice and products on the farm and he'd also um you know press for for a range of um, companies across the country so at the very beginning um he needed to establish whether he'd be able his his machines and he's got the state of the art machines whether he'd be in a position to press beetroot because um this was relatively uh, well it was new to him to press um beetroot juice that was established and i think the the fact that i decided to add 30% apples to the product so just and um, yeah, just to mention that the, the juice is just made up of two um, two ingredients, 70% of the homegrown pesticide-free beetroot and then mixed with 30% of Clans apples. And the apples was just added, I suppose, to kind of like to appeal to um, everybody's palate, maybe. to Slightly, I suppose, beetroot itself is quite an earthy taste. So the apple then just brings another element to the juice, Um and it seems to seems to work quite well. Um, the fact that you know you you can you can talk about your own product, and but I think when it when it receives awards and they're based on taste alone, um, and they value taste above everything else, then that's confirmation to you know your customer that they don't need to rely on me about the taste point. That you know the taste is there. I think a lot of people would probably perceive beetroot juice to have like this pickledy almost vinegar like taste and maybe they're going back to the days when they used to buy the, the beetroot in the jar and add it to their salads when in fact it actually it tastes nothing like that it's a naturally sweet tasting juice so I think once they try it they'll discover that for themselves.
0: And that always is the challenge with a new product getting people to try it and I think many of us are guilty of saying I don't like such and such like I growing up now beetroots would not have been one of my favorite foods I could my my parents would have had fruit shops and I can remember them boiling the beetroots out the back before they sold them and the smell and everything did not appeal to me and did not encourage me to taste them and as you say they do have a very earthy taste however later in life now beetroot is something that I do particularly enjoy so I think it's important to get over those childhood hang-ups that we have with some foods and drinks and say, do you know what, now, this is a new product, it's out in the market, let's give it an old taste because our taste buds certainly do change and develop at different stages of life and you never know, you might be surprised by how much you enjoy something. Yes, I
3: totally agree with this because a lot of people might say similar to that, but I think the the humble beetroot has um, attracted a new audience over the the past few years. And I think people have come to realise that it's one of the healthiest veg that you can eat. Definitely, I would consider the Irish superfood. It's also one of the healthiest veg that you can juice. And I think people now are a little bit more adventurous in their foods and their choices. And I think when you consider that kids are now drinking beetroot juice, and their little palates are maybe, you know, they're more wary about trying new things. Um, so I think if it's appealing to, you know, younger, um, I think the older people should, um, should definitely give it, give it a, a, a chance at this point.
0: Given the success of it to date, have you plans to introduce other flavours to the range, like combine the beetroot with other different fruits?
3: I have a lot of ideas, but for now I want to drive all my energy behind behind this product. I think, you know, while I'm working hard on creating awareness around it, I think I still have there's room for for more work and more awareness to be created around the juice. And I think when I get to the stage when I'm happy that everybody in the country knows about it, um, then I can drive my energy into to other juices. But for now I'm gonna focus primarily on the beetroot juice alone.
0: And pre-coronavirus, there would have been lots of food festivals and Christmas markets and different types of food and drink events that you probably would have been at, doing tastings and showcasing the product. How have you addressed that challenge of getting the word out there? The TV we've talked about, which has been has been very good to you, and obviously winning the awards at Blossom Air and, and and so on has probably been a huge help in terms of PR also. But in terms of like day-to-day marketing, what are the, the main areas that you focus on to get the word out there?
3: So I think social media is is really vital it's key at the moment so obviously it's really excellent when you have the tv coverage and then you you have you know some nice articles written about your juice i think you continuously have to remind people and everybody and you have a huge audience there um to to get their attention straight away so i've become a lot more active on social media and i can see the benefits so when you put in the work and you, and you can see that the traction it gains, um, you know, you'll focus in on that a bit more. I created a website, and with the help of um, the local enterprise office, um, they, they provided grants this year to help businesses like myself and build an e-commerce website and also to improve my my, my website function. So I think, you know, Having articles written, having a place where people can go and find more information um, is key. And as I said, the awards are powerful um, in order to get people's attention around your product. I do miss the tastings. Last year, um, I would have taken part in various different shows. I was actually, this time last year, part of the Dublin City City Marathon Expo. And again, a lot of athletes would drink beetroot juice to enhance um. To enhance performance and aid recovery and so i had ten thousand, you know plus people come to the stall over you know a couple of days two days at the rds and they're another target audience that you need to to meet with and discuss and um, your product so you miss events like that like tullamore show etc etc um but i was lucky enough to have a year of doing tastings and shows. I'm part of the Food Academy, the Super Valley Food Academy as well. And I would have um, you know, last year concentrated on the stores that I was, you know, stocked in, taking part in, in tastings. Again, for now, they're cancelled for the minute. But I was lucky enough that I did get to take part in those last year. And I think word of mouth then after that is key that if people um bought your product, they'll sell it for you almost um by discussing with their friends or recommending recommending the product to others. So I've noticed that has helped me um, a lot um, from having those nine months last year set. So.
0: Fantastic. It sounds like you're making the most of them then and capitalising on all the opportunities that were there for you. Thanks so much for sharing the story tonight. Um, I'm sure the, the listeners are interested in finding out where they can get their hands on the product. You've mentioned the Super Value Academy and your website, but you might just give us the, the details of the website and your social media platforms so that people can hop on there and give you a follow or put the order in if they if they want to, to give it a try.
3: Absolutely, thank you. So um, the website is www.furiesbarm.com Dot ie and that's f-e-i-g-h-e-r-y-s farm. ie and the handles for social media um are at Beeries farm so the juice is available in selected soup values around the country stockists are listed on the website but it's also available in independent food stores around the country and um, health food shops butchers veg shops um if if a customer of an individual is um interested in, in sourcing the juice they um could potentially ask their health nearest health food store that they they frequent and they can order it in via um independent Irish health foods um the health food store can um, also the juice is available now to buy online so again www.eariesfarm.ie
0: brilliant and marie thanks so much for talking to us this evening and best of luck with it all
3: thank you very much sharon
0: Listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and tonight's show is casting a light on local Irish food and drink producers. So just before the break, we were in County Offaly hearing from Anne-Marie Feheri about her Irish beetroot juice story. And early in the programme, I was in Saunas in Newcastle West, where owner Rosemary Bennis highlighted the great selection of food and drinks that are being made here on our doorstep in West Limerick. If you are just tuning in now, you might want to catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. And the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. So, our final guest this evening is our weekly contributor, Colette O'Connor from Delicious Kingdom. Sadly, Colette and I aren't able to meet because we're in different counties, but I put a call into her earlier and asked her to share details about her favourite North Kerry food and drink producers.
1: Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm.
0: Claire, you're very welcome to the program this evening. And tonight we are focusing on local food and drink producers. So you are going to share with us some of your favourite food producers from the Listowel Kerry area.
1: Yes, Sharon. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I suppose in light of the the more recent restrictions that have been brought in, that we're now completely confined confined to our counties, um, it's it's a good opportunity, you know. Positive and to see what we have around us and it uh, celebrate sort of the local producers. As you know, um, we both would be very much in support of. Um, we had Billy Joe Connor uh, with us about I think about three weeks ago now uh, from Lee Farm. So she would be a huge favourite of mine. Um, she does these seasonal veg boxes now. If they're she's at the end of the season now, but we'll be starting up again in the springtime. So Billy Joe, um, for anyone who didn't listen to the interview on Best Possible Taste a couple of weeks ago, Billy Joe's is based up in Bally Duff, which is not far from Valley Bunyan, uh, quite close. And what they have there is a small holding; it's about an acre. And it's it basically, you know, she experiences a lot of different things, but it's very much seasonal. So she does these lovely seasonal boxes, and you, it's kind of a, a surprise every week to see what you're going to get. And uh, then she has kind of, you know, I suppose, evolved in the last couple of. Um, months and there was a bit more variety over last summer you could actually pick and mix and you can choose other bits and pieces actually wonderful tomatoes gorgeous different colors of chard and the great thing about Billy Joe if there was something in the box that you didn't have a clue what it was if you're a bit like myself going cheese, you know I haven't seen that before she'd have a lovely recipe sheet in with her veg box and a newsletter telling you what was happening in the garden what she was up to what the, the girls were up to um, any sort of news, if they had any new developments or additions that they got some new chickens in and, you know, wonderful bits and pieces like that. And it's a real going back to basics. And I suppose Billy Jo is a great person to look at because she has, you know, in the last two years with uh, Lisa Fingleton, who we had on just last Tuesday, they, they kind of came together to form the Valley Bunyan Community Market, which was a really great thing to do in Valley Bunyan. For years, there wasn't really any major focus in that part of caring in terms of food markets. But the community market took off
0: and was it was a huge success both summers. I personally am a great advocate for the the fruit shop and the, the local grower because that's the business that I grew up in, and it can be a very challenging business for the growers and for the you know the person that has the shop. So that is why we're focusing on this this evening and and encouraging the listeners to shop local and. I suppose to to create relationships with these people and know them by their names, like obviously you know Billy Joe when she comes to the door and you have an old chat there with each other, and here in Newcastle West with John Clifford down in the square every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you know to be to be asking them things about you know what have you got that you've you've grown this week and to talk to them about their different projects and where it comes from, like it's very community spirited, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And as we're going into the winter season now, it can be very hard to get that sort of interaction and with a lot of retail, you know, um, closing at the moment, I suppose there is isn't maybe an opportunity, but we've been very, very lucky in the and North Kerry because there was this lovely, wonderful chap and everyone local him, Aidan O'Connor. Now Aidan is actually from, um, it's based out in Kirchanik, out in the Maharees in West Kerry, but Aidan would have been at the farmer's market in the for years and years since I think the very beginning. And the most wonderful, colourful arrangement of fruit and vegetables you'll ever see. Fantastic stuff. And he's a gorgeous juice. It's this carrot, apple, and beetroot juice. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it sounds very simple, but I don't know what way he does it, but it's just gorgeous. And he's a couple of other lovely juices as well. And um, the reason I'm talking about Aiden today is because he opened a shop in the square in the stall about two weeks ago. And I can't tell you, everyone is just so delighted to see him back in the stall again the farmer's market had gotten very quiet over the last couple of months due to COVID and everything else. But it was such a bright thing to see, this this, um, this, this shop opening there with all the colours back again, all the fresh produce and Aiden's friendly face back in there as well. And uh, great to have it back. And he's, he's brought a bit of an extra treat with him this time, which he didn't have a farmer's market. While Coos Bakery in Dingle, he is now bringing some of their produce with him into the stall, selling it from his shop as well. So you get a little bit of the health, you get the nice healthy fruit and veg, and you get nice little treats as well with the lot cool stuff. So um, Aidan is there in the square, uh, just down from Bank of Ireland and up from O'Mahony's Butchers and definitely worth a, a visit some morning here in the store and go in and get your, your lovely fresh fruit and veg and a taste of the West Kerry there for you.
0: And you've mentioned the local butcher there as well. It's, it's great to support your local butcher and I think in smaller towns like Listowel and newcastle west we all have our favorite butchers we're certainly spoiled for fantastic butchers here in west limerick and um good to support them also
1: too, so, we have some wonderful ones we have O'Mahony's, oh, as i mentioned we've got john griffin there on William street and larry buffley as well fantastic butchers here in the store fantastic
0: absolutely now is chocolate next
1: or oh, chocolate you see now i would be uh what i would call myself a Chocolate fiend, really. I just can't live without chocolate. It's the one thing I eat every day. I eat it all day if I could, really. But um, out in my van, not that far from the town of store, it's just my van's a lovely village. And um, if you're watching the the program on Monday night, I think it was Monday or Tuesday night, um, uh, confessions, um, my van was featured quite heavily. So the lovely the lovely priest out there was was featured a lot in it. So not just sprayed priest, but also we have some lovely chocolate out there. So Dan O'Connor, somewhere between my van and Tarbert. um he's been doing Brona chocolates for a couple of years. So I think Dan was originally a carpenter by trade and, you know, I, think, I suppose different things over the years, I had a passion for chocolate making. And, uh, you know, he he went into, he, I suppose he knows the demand for Irish artisan chocolate. It wouldn't be a huge amount of it. I mean, certainly he's the only one in North Korea that I've come across anyway. And he just, his stuff, it's, it's very well stocked everywhere. Super Value would have it across the country. And I was working up in Dublin in January. Uh, doing a trade show for it was the, the world travel show actually and uh, I asked Dan could I bring a bit of a taste of the store with me could I bring some of these chocolates but the amount of people from Donegal and Galway that knew about Bronagh chocolates you know they were telling me about it so you know it's a nice treat and it's nice it's great of all the, the wonderful the, the, the local sort of I suppose what you expect when you hear about local producers you, you think vegetables you think fruit you think sort of maybe home baking and stuff like that but not always chocolate not in, in in rural kerry we'll say so it's a real treat to have a chocolate here in the in the in the area here so yeah and you can buy it in the store you can go into super valley and get it there it's very accessible Load salted caramel one, Oh my god
0: gorgeous i was just going to say now i'd be very fond of the dark chocolate version with the the sea with the sea salt in it yeah and the chili one yeah, as well so- yeah, I
1: suppose I think he got the idea. He was originally running Mr Duffy's traditional sweet shop in Chile and um, that's where he kind of came up with the idea of you know producing his own product after after doing that. So I think when they wound up Mr Duffy's, they started doing Brona.
0: And you have two more producers for us before we finish up.
1: I do, yeah. So we have um, a wonderful lady called Indigo. Indigo Bessette. Uh, Indigo is um, well, she is the lady behind Wellness Baking. So that's that's the brand. Now, Wellness Baking is gluten-free, great baking. And it is, um, she's got a fantastic product. Because again, now, whereas gluten-free is not such a big deal anymore, there was time when it really was, you know, if you were a celiac, or if you suffered from that celiac disease, you, you really kind of were limited in what you could get or, you know, what you could eat, I suppose, without, without this memory of really cardboard-like bread. But Ildigo has the most wonderful brown bread, the most wonderful brines, all sorts of different products. And she basically started off by baking bread for a friend who was celiac. That's where she got her idea from. And it just became a whole enterprise. In 2017, she won a number of awards at the Miss Food Fair, and she's just gone from strength to strength. Again, available in super value, very widely stopped across the county and in West Limerick as well. And uh, yeah, she's a wonderful lady. Wonderful lady, came out, came to Ireland um, a number of years ago. And yeah, she three generations of her family. It's family recipes that she's using that she's been adapting. So yeah, great history there and great to see another, I suppose somebody who's not originally from here coming here and making such a success of, you know, because the full business is tough and, you know, to get support, financial supports and funding can be very tough as well. But Ildigo has made a fantastic success of her business.
0: We have a number of well established bakeries in Limerick and Kerry that have been going for a number of, of different generations. So it's great to see the gluten-free alternative there. I know now that Carney's Bakery, which is in County Limerick, and won a number of awards recently at and has a few different gluten-free options now, and that market is definitely growing.
1: Which is great because, as I said, for years there was very little you could. I mean, you would obviously if if someone if you went to the doctor and you were told you were celiac, you'd be like, "Oh, for God's sake, what am I going to eat now?" Like you know, it was a big thing, but. It's it's nice to get something that's both healthy and doesn't you know, it, it tastes I mean the her brown bread is absolutely kind of a bit of a, a bit of a local legend at this point. It has a kind of a whole profile of its own, you know. Um it's it's so tasty, it's so you know, there's no dryness to it and it almost feels like a dessert when you're eating it it's not just bread, you know.
0: It definitely has improved over the years, the gluten-free options and the gr- gluten-free taste. I think there was a perception there for a while that if it was gluten-free, it was going to be lacking in flavour. But thankfully, that doesn't appear to be the case anymore.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I suppose after all the chocolate and the healthy stuff now we'll go to, or the unhealthy stuff, we might go to the, the, the final one, which is the cultured couple. Again, going back to my van, just again outside the store. Um, farming couple, Norma and Willie Leahy, um, who are the cultured couple. So I suppose the first time I've met Norma, I was, I've been about, I think about eight or nine years old and she was teaching me tin whistle out in Cullard school. And, uh, she's still teaching, I believe in Cullard school, but she and Willie are dairy farmers as well. And, um, I think Willie had a, a few health issues there a number of years ago. And one of the things that helped him get back to health was, was Kefir, this product, which is, um, You'll see it, it's becoming quite trendy, actually. You can come across it in kind of the, the supermarkets now, you'll see various um, brands of it and so on. But Norma and Willie decided to, yeah, they were going to get into this, they were going to make it, you know, they were going to use their, their dairy farm and they were going to make this product. And she actually went off to UCC on top of working as teacher and looking after farm and four children, and did um, went to UC and she did a degree in um, specialty food production. So she finished that and, um, their business has kind of gone from strength to strength. This product now you can get in the milk market in Limerick. You can get it in supermarkets across the, the country. They've won several awards. Um, it's a natural kefir. Um, it won gold blossom here in 2018, I believe. And um, it, you know, it's a 2,000-year-old product. It's not just something that happened overnight. It has always been there. And the health benefits are, you know, they're, they're well publicised. So it's again another unique sort of product, though, to North Kerry. There's like we talk about the vegetables from, from Lee Farm, chocolate and the wellness baking a kefir is is something that is you know gut health and everything else it's so important and you know it's it's, it's you can get it's maybe kind of really difficult to take the first time um but there are various flavors of it now which makes it a bit more palatable but it is yeah very interesting product i think
0: it's a drink we just might need to clarify that in case somebody hasn't come across it before so it is a drink it's like a fermented drink
1: yeah yeah. so and it comes usually in a container like you know like your actamels and things like that it generally comes in a container quite like that you'll see it in the dairy section in your in your food stores
0: so to me some of them that i've tasted they're nearly like um a runny natural yogurt that's what the exactly. flavor would remind me of but as you said there like it is fantastic for your gut health
1: they have a lovely raspberry one, which is really, really nice, and that is quite nice. And even my children now would, you know, they, they take that one, but just about that, They'll, they won't touch the other ones, But they like the raspberry one, you know. But it is, then, you know, we're all trying to mind our health now, so it's, 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 good to have at least, you know, one healthy habit formed. So if anybody wants to check out these local producers, um, Billy Joe O'Connor, you can find Billy Joe on Instagram or Facebook and um, forward slash Lee Farm for both. Um, Aiden O'Connor of Fruit and Veg is on Facebook, and he is Aidan O'Connor Fruit and Veg. Dan O'Connor at uh, Brona Chocolates is bronachocolates.com. That's the website. Um, Ildico Wellness-Baking.com. And then for the cultured couple, it is theculturedcouple.ie.
0: Well, thanks so much for telling us all about your favourite producers there in Lisdoonvarna, Colette. Hopefully, we'll be able to meet again soon, when when the situation improves. But until then, we'll keep doing our bit and uh, we encourage everybody else to do their bit as well and reduce your contacts and and stay safe keep washing the hands keep using the hand sanitizer use the face covering and please god we'll all get back to normal sooner rather than later so mind yourself and thanks a million for for talking to us this evening thank you Sharon. take
1: care bon appetit yummy
2: grubs up delicious
0: And that brings us to the end of the programme this evening. And I do hope you have been inspired to seek out some products from your local growers and food and drink producers. Thanks to our guests, Rosemary Venice, Amri marie and Colette O'Connor from Delicious Kingdom. Until next week, bon appétit. <laughs>